Welcome to Coffee and Contracts with John Apino, brought to you by Financial Residency. John owns contract diagnostics and is an expert on physician contract negotiation and compensation review. If you have an idea for a podcast or a question you would like for him to answer on one of his shows, please email podcast at financialresidency.com. Now grab your cup of Java and get ready for Coffee and Contracts with John Apino. Hey, everybody, it's John again with Contract Diagnostics. Job duties are something that's very important. We tend to look at contracts here at Contract Diagnostics with the expectations, right, that are set between your time and your money because your time is very valuable. And that's what contracts lay out. What will you do for us? You'll give them your time. What will they do for you? They'll give you money and they'll give you benefits, of course. So how do we lay things out? Well, the time commitment is very important. And we had a question from somebody that said, what if the census, you're a hospitalist, what if the census is higher than expected? I could also throw in a surgeon. What if you're a surgeon and the call is higher than expected? Or even if you're an ambulatory physician and the call is higher than expected because of staffing changes. Well, first off, I think it's very important on the front end to have things very clear in the contract. Now, would I expect a facility to put census, average census or daily census in the contract? Not typically, right? But we do see bonus structures that may say any patient census day over 18 or over 19 or over 21 may have an additional compensation per patient C, okay? So that's one way to look at protecting yourself. Now, would a contract say you will never see more than 17 patients a day on service? Probably not. But again, maybe we can have a conversation up front and ask them, what are the cycles of the patient flow? When does it typically get higher? When does it get lower? What's the highest it's ever been? What happens if physicians leave the practice? Do we bring in locums? Do we dissipate the workload among everybody? How does it work? So I think we can set expectations up front. If it makes you nervous that you may have a higher you know, volume of fill in the blank, patients or call or clinical commitments, I think it's reasonable to on the front end, have a conversation with them and have the contract modified to protect your time. Now, if you're already employed, at a job and things are just kind of getting out of control. Again, depending on your contract, you may be able to leave if it's that big of a deal. You may be able to go in and ask for more money and compensation. But at the end of the day, I think having good conversations, being transparent with the employer is super important and super vital. So if you're experiencing an issue at work and you think the schedule's getting out of hand, you think the sentence is getting too high, you were promised one thing and actually were delivered another, We think that good, robust, and open and honest communication with the employer is the first thing. Now, how does that sound? It depends on the employer. It depends on who you're rolling it up to. If you're talking to the CFO or the medical director as a physician colleague, or if you're talking to a service line manager or somebody who's responsible for the profits and loss of the organization. You can always give us a call here at Contract Diagnostics to talk through those things. We have a free consult on our website. If you think that more compensation would be deserved, or if you just want to evaluate your compensation, we have our under $300 Compensation Rx product, where you can get on the phone with us for a half an hour, get updated compensation. And if you are doing more work than expected for a defined dollar amount, we will be able to guide you in how to ask for more money. But we wouldn't expect language to be in a contract as far as the patient census. But again, maybe you can put in language about a bonus, but I would expect details on calls. So if you've been told calls no more than one of three, I would want the contract to say anything over 10 will be with your approval and paid at a defined rate 
Of course, it varies depending on your specialty. So I hope that helps with setting contractual expectations regarding schedule and things like patient census, which was, again, a recent question that we had. So if you have a question, feel free to send it in to us here at Contract Diagnostics through any avenue, and we'd be happy to answer it. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you for listening to Coffee and Contracts with John Apino. If you need a contract reviewed or want to know if you are being paid fairly, go to contractdiagnostics.com. See you next time.